0: Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody and welcome to today's show. It is episode 65. Can you believe that? Wow, 65 of these. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here today. Honestly, um, I'm so thankful really for every one of you who listens. I really am because... Whether you listen here, you know, watch um, my videos on YouTube, maybe do both, whether you're a visitor to the site, a Learn Stage Lighting Labs member, or anything in between, I'm just really thankful to you. I really am. Because ultimately, um, you know, what I do here on Learn Stage Lighting, just for a little offshoot, is, is I get to teach people over the internet about lighting, and I get to do it almost on a full-time basis, which is really cool, um, and that wouldn't be possible Without you guys, it wouldn't be possible without people tuning in, without people, um, buying things, et cetera, without people clicking through to Amazon um, on my Amazon links. And so I, I'm really, really thankful um, to you for listening here today. Now, today is the day that we answer your questions. Always happy to do this. Um, it's kind of a little glimpse into Learn Stage Lighting Labs, where uh, if you're not familiar, you can find more about it at learnstagelighting.com labs. It is a great place where you get access not only to a massive video library that's going to teach you everything you want to know about lighting, especially if you are a beginner or intermediate level user. And um, you also get access to me in the forums where we can go back and forth on questions. I'm um, Unlike here, where I'm just kind of answering off the cuff, um, there we can really dive into your problem. And um, I also often answer via video so that I make sure, you know, my goal is that you understand very clearly what to do, how it applies to your specific lighting and um, get you going and creating great stuff. And we've got a lot of people uh, learning a lot in there and uh, I would love to have you there as well. So check it out at learnstagelightingcom slash labs. Similarly in another, um, online resource. I can't believe I just heard about this because they've been going since January. Um, But there's a new podcast out here in the lighting world that that you might be interested in, especially if you listen to this. It's called The Geezers of Gear. And this is, uh, they didn't sponsor this or anything like that. Um, I literally found it. Um, And um, it's called The Geezers of Gear. And it's from the guys at gearsource.com which are uh, Marcel Fairbain and Henry Coenzo. If you're not familiar, GearSource is a website where you can buy used equipment. Um, Lighting, audio, video, all of it, you can buy it there. And uh, these guys, gosh, listen to to their podcast. I mean, I knew that these guys knew their stuff, but um, they're both industry veterans. And so what's interesting about it is um, they talk a lot about not only what's happening today in lighting, but they talk about the history of lighting, and they they know like all the people who have been around in the industry for a long time. You know, they're they're really tight with all those people, and they've been getting them on the show, and it's really interesting. I'm I'm catching up on it myself, and so you can catch that um, at geezersofgear.libson.com, or of course, there's going to be a link in the show notes, and so. I don't want you to miss that. I mean, if you're interested, you know, literally, um, I was just listening yesterday to their second episode on on the history of automated lighting, you know, moving lights. And they were talking about, you know, how this stuff came about, who started with it, who was, you know, working with it and who uh, developed it, what companies did well, what companies did not. Um, this company won here, this company won there. Really interesting stuff just talking about the history. And uh, one rabbit trail, actually, that I wanted to take that I, I really thought was interesting because I, I was talking with a student about this the other day is brightness of light so as we move into the future and and as we look at at history and the timeline of, of things in lighting we notice that lights keep getting brighter okay it might be hard to believe but the original moving lights were actually um about as dim or maybe dimmer than a Mac 250. If you're familiar with a, that moving head by Martin, it was very popular and there's still some kicking around, but they're not all that bright. And it got me thinking about the brightness of light and, 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 you know, why, why have lights gotten brighter and why do people feel the need to have such bright shows? Well, stepping back a bit, um, one thing that, that I tell people, people ask how bright does my light need to be? And One way that I answer it, there is a post on Warren Stage Lighting that I'm sure we'll we'll link to here in the show notes that that compares the different brightness measurements. But, But one thing that I really like to mention to people when they ask, okay, how bright does my show need to be? Is I like to say, you know, you need to make it as bright as it needs to be. So if it's in a dark venue, you really don't have to use lights that are that bright. If there's light you can't control coming into the venue via windows, house lighting um, that you can't control, etc., then you have to bring the stage lighting up to that brightness and surpass it if you want the people to basically be highlighted, if you want them to stand out, um, which is the ultimate goal. It's kind of like you know taking it a step further if you're lighting an outdoor music festival, then in the daytime, you know that you've got all your lights up at full just to kind of highlight the band when the clouds come over, right? Because your your nemesis, your ambient light that you're working with there is the sun, and, you know, you're not going to beat it. Uh, I mean, you could. There, there are lights out there that will, but you'll cook your musicians for dinner. Um, and you don't want to do that. But, but regardless of... Uh, i i kind of it was just interesting i was thinking about this i listened to this podcast uh, yesterday and uh, and i was just thinking about it through the afternoon and and last evening uh, as i as i had chances i was thinking about the brightness of our shows and ultimately what what they came down to was the the fact that lights keep getting brighter is mostly due to the fact that we've got so much video on shows and video is great i got nothing against video you know there's some video guys well we won't talk about that but but no but video is really great and um and I love having it on shows, but it's interesting to think that, you know, today's shows are a lot brighter than than shows of the past. But the only real reason why they're brighter is because there's generally some kind of outside light, whether it's video or ambient light uh, from, you know, daylight or um, some kind of house lighting. And if that light wasn't there, we could actually run things a lot dimmer. So one thing, just just a thought to chew on, this isn't a super applicable segment of the podcast, but one thing that you can really chew on here is just to think about, and I've noticed this too um, before, especially like when I've done church lighting and then, and then we have a night where there's a band playing at the church, you know, uh, or, you know, something like that, is I've noticed that it's like, hey, if you can turn down the house lighting, if you can make things darker in the room, then you can make the stage darker. And so you might be saying, okay, so what, David? Well, If you can make the stage darker, then ultimately you can have more dynamics to your show. Because if you can turn your lights down, that means you have the ability during selected times of the show to turn them up. And so if you keep kind of the average level, it's kind of like audio, you know, and compression and stuff. If you keep the average level of your show a little lower than than your maximum, then the times that you do use the lighting at your maximum, it, it's really going to pop. And so that's that's something I know I talk about a lot here. I know I talk a lot about in my courses about, hey, dynamic range. Like, you can keep your lighting not at full. And, and when you do use all your lights or bring up all your lights to full, it, it really makes a big difference. Um, so that's kind of my my side there. Um, but check out the Geysers of Gear podcast. It's really interesting. Um I know I'm definitely interested in it. They do a great job. It's high quality and, uh, and GearSource for years has been a great place. They're just an equipment broker. And so basically what they're doing is just, um, they handle a lot of things I've worked with. I haven't worked with them, but I've worked with, um, some of the other ones that are out there. One that got bought out recently. Um, but, um, to no fault, I mean, whatever, but they, they can sell to whoever they want, but but the, these guys are great companies like Gear Source and there's others out there. Um, but they have this great new podcast, so I'm going to highlight them. What they do, which is great, is is when you're buying gear, you know, a lot of times, especially if it's expensive, you might not want to buy it on, like, eBay, just simply because, um, or Craigslist or something like that, simply because if the gear doesn't work right or if it's not delivered exactly how it's supposed to be, it can be really hard to have, like, some recourse to have you know, to to get it made right. But when you work with a company like this, they use an escrow, um, generally. And so what that means is that you know the you as the buyer say you pay money out to Gear Source. okay? They hold on to it, or some third party bank or something holds on to it, and and you ship the stuff to the seller. So that protects the seller because you've already pay, you've already paid for it but the seller doesn't get the money so you receive the shipment you can plug it in you can test it you can make sure it's as described and then at that point the seller can get their money and so it's really a win-win situation of course they take a commission in the middle but it's but if you're spending a lot of money on something you know on some gear, whether that's you know a lot of money in general like you know say it's a hundred thousand dollars or more or maybe it's just a lot of money to you then you know maybe it's you know f- f- a couple thousand dollars but it's your money personally, then you might not want to gamble with, with using something outside like that. So check out Gear Source, Check out the geezers of Gear. Good podcast. Um, they didn't pay for that. I haven't even talked to them. Um, I just think the podcast is great and I caught it. So today is the day where we answer your questions. Questions come in at uh, learnstagelighting.com slash contact. Great place to put them in. There's even, if you go there, I'm going to go there right now. There's even a place where you can go in, um, LaurenStageLang.com slash contact, and you can leave a voice message. Um, Nobody's done that yet, but it's right on the right. It pops up um, above the form that you fill out, Um, and you can just press start recording, and then you can send me a short voice message, Um, and that's really great. I'd love to start using some of those on the show. But uh, nobody's left one yet, so please do that. I know it's a, it's a fairly new feature, um, but it, it's just a really great way that you could um, definitely leave a quick message. Then I could splice that in here on the show, and um, I think that would really uh, be you know a, a good way to, to be able to ask a question and me to answer it. But for today, we got them via text. They send them in again at learnstagelearning.com slash contact, and then I answer them here. So Patrick writes in first question. And he says, what kind of DMX controller can I use that's not too expensive? Well, Patrick, um, this is is this what I would call a sore spot? No, seriously, though, um, when you're looking at lighting consoles, price is not the only thing that matters. Now, I have no context um, other than what I just read to you as to what Patrick's doing here, what you're doing here, Patrick. And so I'm going to answer this really generally, okay? A lighting console can be your best friend or your worst enemy, okay? If you're trying to do something very simple, you just need one static look, you just need to turn the lights on, um, you just need to occasionally change them and you're not concerned about having good fades between them or things like that, then go out there And buy the cheapest thing you can. You know, buy a Chave Obey 40 or the Alation uh, Scene Center, I think it is, or ADJ. Um, They've all got similar little entry-level hardware consoles. And they all work fine. Okay, they're really inexpensive. They don't require a computer a lot of the time, um, which can be helpful if if it's just a really hands-off thing where you just want a basic DMX controller, okay? Um, We'll list those and link to those on Amazon, the Chauvet Obey 40. Um, That's just one that you can can look at as an example on the show notes. But at the end of the day, I, I see people who buy these things and they expect them to be able to make smooth transitions between the lights to be able to record a bunch of different scenes and fade between them and and change those fade times and be able to on the fly change things really smoothly and uh you know be able to to really have you know an in-depth control of the lights and these entry-level controllers are not going to give that to you okay um so i've got um, a couple thoughts for you. One, there's there's an article on learnstagelighting.com that we'll be sure to link to called um, What Should I Buy or How Do I Choose My First Lighting Console? It's a great read for you. But ultimately, you, you kind of want to start backwards, okay? You don't want to think about just price because I've seen that, you know, shoot so many people in the foot, okay? So don't think just about price. But look at what you need to do okay, and I can help with this in Learn Stage Lighting Labs. I help a lot of people with this. If you sign up for the labs, um, you know, look at what, how many lights you have, and what you need to do, and then start to look at the various consoles and software and things like that on the market, uh, and 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 start to you know look at their their training videos or their sales videos and stuff like that, and begin to say, okay, can this particular console? Can it do what I want for the amount of lights that I have? Does it appear that it can do that or or not? I um, mean, that can be a little hard, like I mentioned. So that's why I, I often help people inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs um, choose the right console. You don't have to do that if it's something small, but I'm just putting that out there if, if you are interested or anybody else um, is interested. But, you know, ultimately... Um, you know, I want you to, to buy something that does everything you want, but not spend more money than you want to. So, without a lot of detail here, you know, I, I'd say, you know, go check out that article that I mentioned, and um, and hopefully that helps you, because I, I like to recommend a lot of different controllers, you know, for bands that are running their own lighting, I often recommend NTX DMXs. If you want kind of something intermediate level that's not um, as complex as a pro level console, but can do some complex things. I recommend the Work Pro Light Shark or Intex D Pro is a little bit less expensive uh, software alternative. Uh, then I then I really recommend Alation's Onyx, really great software that uh, allows you, um, whether it's on a PC or on a console, to control a professional level show. Okay, and, and those are the ones I generally recommend, but occasionally somebody comes to me and they, they give me some specifics on what exactly they want to do and, and what they need out of a console. And I do recommend other things if it's the right fit. But for most cases, those six or so consoles are the ones I, I usually recommend. All right. Event Technical asks, I'm sorry, I didn't have a better name for that. Um, You didn't sign your email, but that's OK. Hello, David. How are you? I'm doing good today. I've watched all your videos. Um, I also work with MPC, which, of course, um, was Martin's MPC. Now is Elation's Onyx software and a console. Um, I have a question about one action, how you put all the moving heads at one point. Okay, how did I point them there? Um, And so to answer your first question, um, because you have another question after that, is in this video, you took a screenshot of it and sent it to me, which is great. I basically have all the moving lights on a straight um, back truss, pointing at a center position on the stage. And there's two ways to do this. The quick and usually more precise way is to use what's called the fan tool, okay? You can find this in MPC or or Onyx as it's now called with the latest version. And fan allows you to select pan, the side-to-side movement of the moving lights, then go over to fan, and as you adjust the fan control, it offsets the lights so that you can take them and you can have them kind of spread out like fingers, or the opposite, it's quick and easy to move it the other way and have them all point towards the center of the stage. The other way you could do it, I mean, that's the quick way, is if your lights aren't hung uniformly or uh, something like that, you can select each light individually, adjust the pan until so they hit that same point, and then um, save it, usually as a preset, and then send that to a cue, Okay. Um, then, um, Event Technical said, tell me another thing, is it worth it to buy Grand Ma 3 on PC or Command Wing, or is MPC, which is now Elation's Onyx again, or Obsidian's Onyx, um, in, in other countries, um, or is is MPC better? Well, my personal opinion, and I've got a video on this on YouTube, um, that um, is fairly recent. Um, we can probably pull that out and put in the show notes as to what lighting console you should buy. should you buy Grand ma 3 or Onyx or hog or whatever and I go over, you know by price these different consoles and what they can do. Um, at the end of the day, Grand MA is a great console. It's very complex, but it can do some really amazing things. However, when you compare it to the alternatives like Onyx, like Kansas, like Hog, the price is is through the roof, you know, especially for somebody on the lower end, okay? You know, if you're doing the Olympics, if you're doing some arena show with, you know, a thousand lighting fixtures in it, then it can make financial sense to buy the MA because it's a fairly small portion of your rig. But if you're in the market that's usually buying command wings, then you probably don't have a ton of lights. And I don't think it's worth it for the six faders, or with the Grand M A three Command Wing, I, you get ten faders, I believe. But it's like it's like six or seven thousand dollars here in the U.S. Okay, with Onyx for the same price, I don't get just a PC Wing. I can get you know a full console that runs by itself and, and is completely able to run by itself. Has ten faders, full programming section, LCD on it that for programming, touch screen, you know the works. Or, for about half the price, I can get an equivalent command wing. Actually, it's less than half the price. Um, It's more like a third of the price. I can get the NX Wing, that is NX Wing, um, from Onyx, the new one. And it can do what the command wing does. It it has all the same hardware for, you know, a third of the price. So, how do you choose? Well, ultimately, you got to work with both pieces of software and, and see which one is best for you. But I think... It's pretty easy to justify the cost difference to use NPC instead of Grand MA. You know, there are haters out there and there are people who are going to be like, well, I can't do this and this in Onyx. But ultimately, I think for most shows that people are doing, Onyx can do absolutely everything they want it to. Now, one thing that I do see a lot is if you come from an MA background, then it's going to take some time for you to learn Onyx, right? It's a different console. It's a different world. And one thing that I see a lot with these consoles is somebody comes in and they say, well, Onyx can't do this, or the way it does this is clunky, or the way it does that isn't right. And one thing I just got to say is, um, to quote a friend of mine who's a production manager... It is that once you learn Onyx and you understand how the system works, because it's a different it's a different console from MA, you know, you need to give it the benefit of the doubt. You need to give time to learn it. Um, but once you do learn it, I think you'll love it. And most people, a lot of people do. Okay, I, I don't know if it's most people, but but it's a lot of people. In fact, back when I was first learning it, when it was MPC under Martin, um, this was probably four four years ago, maybe. Um, I had this friend who was a production manager. Again, going back to this quote, and he said to me, he, he saw what I was learning, and he said, oh, that's interesting. He said, you know, everybody that I see that goes to M-Series, every, every LD, that that lighting designer that switches to it, okay, um, you know, everybody that does that, they're like a user for life once they learn it, once they understand how it works. Because, yeah, you know, it's a little bit different from some other consoles right it's you know it, it it's not the same as a hog it's not the same as a grand ma it's it's not you know there's some different ways that it handles things and when i learn how to do it and when i've learned you know how it works and, and started to uh understand it you know it it um I think it's just as good i really do for for most applications i think you can do everything you need to in onyx and plus with both of them you can download the software and check it out and and learn a little bit to to make sure it works for you but but i really think it does so that's that is definitely my answer i'm a a very pro onyx person or even like ma is okay so grand ma is not like the enemy they make a great console okay But at the same time, I just think it's overpriced, you know? I would rather see you buy Onyx, which used to be MPC. I would rather you buy their system. Or, if you decide Onyx isn't your cup of tea, look at the competitors. Look at Hog PC. Um, Look at CamSys. Um, You know, look at these other competitors that come in around the same price, because they're, they're all good, too. And I think that you could save yourself a lot of money by going with one of these, and then you could buy some more lights or just save the money. Um, so um, that's pretty much my answer there. Um, Gyantha says, what is the Bex DMX splitter? Uh, a small one. Okay, so my recommendation here is I really like the n D split. Okay, I have written a review on it and we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes on learnstagelighting.com. But ultimately... What I like about it is it's a four-way DMX splitter, like most of them are, um, in the inexpensive range. Okay. Um, you know, it, it just, it splits DMX. It doesn't include RDM support, but I think that's okay. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. It's small, it's durable. Um, and it just works well, you know, with a DMX splitter, it's one of those things where you buy it and you hope to not think about it again, because if you don't think about it, then it's doing its job, Right. Uh, You could buy other ones. You know, there's a Chauvet one, a Chauvet one um, around the same price. But I've had folks, clients, um, users tell me that they've had issues sometimes with the connectors on those having issues. So that's why I don't recommend that one, Um, though they're very popular. And I'm sure a lot of units ship and have no issues with the connectors. I Just some have. Um, And so... Yeah, I definitely recommend the Entech D-Split. Um, if you're looking to upgrade, you know, above that, if you want to spend some more, you know, there's so many good options. If you want RDM, there's, gosh, there's a lot of, a lot out there. Entech um, makes them. Alation makes them. There's Doug Fleener. You know, there, there's so many brands out there. And to tell you the truth, um, it, it's it's a utility item. You know, ultimately, it's, it's kind of a commodity in the sense that as long as you buy a DMX splitter that's reliable, like they all do the same thing and, and, and they're, they're pretty hands-off. So James writes in and says, Hey there, I'm planning on setting up a low cost led pixel tape setup for my church. I'm currently looking at the DMX King, uh, led DMX four pro pixel tape controller because of its low cost. I'm also planning on purchasing an M touch or M play. Um, my question is with this setup, Uh, With the controller or the console be compatible or would the setup even work in the first place? Um, So yeah, this will totally work um, because the DMX king or any pixel controller, any modern pixel controller at least, is going to take networked DMX signal, either ARTNET or SACN, and we'll link here to a video on uh, what those are, what are ARTNET and SACN. That's from YouTube. Um, Actually, there's a whole page on Lawrence Stage Lighting that's got more information. And, and so that's what the pixel tape controller is going to talk. It is going to want to receive. Um, MTouch and MPlay are part of the Onyx system, formerly Martin's MPC, now Elation or Obsidian's Onyx. Um, and while the MTouch and MPlay have a DMX port on them, the computer you connect them to is able to send out network DMX. Um, and, and for free, you can get up to four universes of that network DMX sent out. So, they're compatible. Um one thing that I will say here this is just kind of my big caveat is I'm not a big DMX King fan, okay? Even before I had learned that they basically unfortunately um you know, built their company copying an Intec product directly, um which which stinks. You know, my friends at Intec told me that and I was like, "Well, that just stinks." But they literally did down to the circuit board. Um, they have other products now like this that aren't copies of Ntech, but, but their original product was, um, but even before I heard about that, I had bought one of their DMX output, um, guys, their micros, and I did a firmware update at one point and it stopped working, right? It it got, um, really stuttery with the DMX, okay? With, with MPC, um, now Onyx. And, um, I wrote to support and I I was trying to resolve it because I was like, Hey, I just opened your program and said there was a firmware update compatible. I updated the firmware and now it's not working right. And basically what they told me was it's Onyx's problem. It's NPC's problem. And ever since I've seen other people post this online, I've seen other people having this issue. And I basically reached out to their support a few more times, trying to pursue it further, explain how it wasn't. And they didn't want to have anything. They they really didn't want to be helpful. And honestly, they would just reply um, with words, you know, via via um, email and it would take a long time for them to get back. And so, you know, probably if you've listened here that I recommend Entex stuff, I think, you know, they make great pixel controllers and they've got a fairly new one out there called the Pixel Octo, which, um, you know, it's a little more expensive than the LEDMX, but it's not too much. If you don't want to spend that money, um, you know, going with Entex got a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it, because you get something that's UL, that's not, it's not UL listed, but it's CE listed, I believe, or ETL. Um, so it's guaranteed to be safe for installs if your building burns down. Um, you're not going to have any issues there. But if you want to go with something that's not listed to safety standards, like the DMX King, um, I'd recommend looking at Falcon controllers at pixelcontroller.com. Um, and these guys are popular in the Christmas light world, but they make a good controller. So... I'd recommend them. I think they're maybe even less expensive than the DMX King, but I just, you know, DMX King, both between myself and other users, it's like when their stuff works and when it is working, it's fine. But when you do have issues, um, their support is, has not been helpful to myself or to, to other people who have reached out. And unfortunately I've, I've talked to multiple people who have just had to come to the point of, well, I guess I'm throwing this thing out and I'd hate for that to happen to you, James. So um, just wanted to put that there. Um, you know, I don't want to, I always want to represent things truthfully here, and, and I don't want to, you know, hold like grudges or anything against people. But at the same time, um, you know, th- this has just been my experience and the experience of others that DMX King is inexpensive. Um, but if you do have issues, you're, you're not going to get a lot of help with it. And I, I, I really don't like that, especially if you're just beginning. Because chances are, you are going to have questions. Um, and of course, you know, I'm there in learn stage lighting labs. You can join there and I'll help you with stuff like this, but, um, but really the company should be supporting their own stuff better. That's, that's my own thought, uh, there. Marcus writes in, I've been following your videos and receiving emails for a while there and need a little professional light, uh, advice rather. Uh, he's a lighting tech at a small theater in Spain. I'm not even going to try to say the town name. He's from the UK. Okay. Um, The set you inherited is bad to say the least. Okay, the set of lighting. Um, So currently, so you want to upgrade your lighting desk. Currently, you're running a 088 Leapfrog 96, which, uh, you know, overall, as you say, suits your mix of plays, concerts, um, musicals, and reviews. However, you want a good, easy-to-learn replacement of minimum of four universes, controlling a mixture of conventional lights, um static LED, static LEDs and movers seven and a half to fifteen uh, thousand euros would be a good range. what would I recommend? And so hmm ultimately you're you're working in the theater world so I'm gonna I'm gonna send you two ways here okay You know my favorite is Onyx and I think it's great to learn and it can do all kinds of shows. But if you want something and I think Onyx is great honestly for a mix of things, um, especially concerts, but if you're doing primarily theater, you may want to look at ETC stuff, okay? And uh, their website is etcconnect.com. And they're a company that's big in the theater world, and they've got a number of consoles. So I'm, I'm really, really not an expert on their consoles, um, because I don't do a ton in the professional theater world. But, um, you know, you go to their website, go to products and entertainment controls, and um and and they've got a whole range of consoles. And the cool thing about it is that most of them run the same software, whether it's a big expensive console or a small one. So like they've got one here, like the ETC Element Two. I'm not sure the price on it, but you know what it's got is a lot of faders. So something like Onyx or any software that I'm going to recommend, you know, the Work Pro Light Shark is a standalone console, but all of these don't have a lot of faders. And if you're doing theater, you generally do want a lot of faders. And so, you know, I kind of, I almost recommend taking a look at something like that, like an ETC element too. Um, And and I would say, you know, reach out, find your local ETC dealer there in Spain and uh, talk to them about it. And actually, it might be Work Pro Lighting or uh, it might be Equipies on um, my friends over there. I'm not sure, but I'd reach out to them and, you know, talk to them about it, explain your needs, explain that you're mostly theater. Um, If you were mostly concert, I'd tell you to do Onyx in a heartbeat, especially if you're doing moving lights um, a lot. But because you're doing a lot of conventionals, I think you might find uh, using an ATC console to be um, a little easier to use, especially with with needing to grab a lot of things on figures. Um, And so that's my recommendation there. Haim says, I hope you are well. Um, I finally found some time. I guess he's written to me before um, and started learning D Pro again. I, I often, you know, I answer a lot of these questions on the podcast, so I don't always remember things that people have written to me here. Um, but can I help him with your MIDI controller? So you have an Akai APC40, um, but you want to map the the buttons so that you can get the uh, colors to change with Zee Pro, you've heard about rd uh, ricardo ds's show cockpit for pc but you don't see anything similar for mac um in Pro, there is a option for learning and new mapping but for outbound messages for colors you have to enter it manually for each button i've tried to figure it out but if there's any software for it that would be great um so unfortunately i you're not going to find, um, you're not going to be able to do this automatically in D-Pro. It's, it, you're going to just have to enter it manually. And it's going to take longer to set up. I know that. Um, you know, that's just, unfortunately, that's how it's going to be. Um, if, you know, you wanted to, if this was a really big deal to you, then you're you're just going to need to, unfortunately, spend more money and get a console that has a dedicated hardware surface. And then it'll work it'll have colors flashing it'll have lights working um, etc with the console there's you know some consoles um, and d pro is really hit and miss with this but some consoles will do the color coding automatically for the buttons and um, for various midi controllers but some don't but it's really hit and miss what consoles uh, light up what controllers and so you know, unfortunately, there's there's not a lot you can do here, um, but um, hopefully that will help you, and I uh, can't wait to see you in Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Uh, I think you mentioned that you'd love to dive deeper into D-Pro and stuff, and uh, you can do that there, plus ask any questions. That's probably the biggest part for D-Pro users, because it's not a super complicated program, but what's difficult in programs like D-Pro and Onyx and other things, really, is often figuring out, okay... For this type of show, how should I lay things out? How should I program them? And uh, that's what I love to help people with in the labs, which are found at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. All right, I think this is our last question here. Jeff has written in. And Jeff says, is MPC still my recommendation for the best software? Um, I clicked on my MPC link and it says that Martin was bought out. So yes, uh, it has been. What you want to look for, is elation's onyx okay so elation bought it they've they're rebranding everything they're re-releasing all the hardware um they bought they literally with the purchase they were able to hire the entire development team who's been with the console pretty much the whole time it's existed um including the product managers um, and so while there's a new face or two on the team, for the most part, they're the same exact people who are doing it in Martin, and they're doing a killer job. They got some new stuff planned for uh, later this year, um, some big releases. And so, yeah, definitely still my recommendation for a, uh, in general, professional level lighting console software. So you can get the software at um, the best place to get it is to just go to control. Dot com and i'm gonna copy that link right below here I'm in the show notes so we do have that one um, here jeff um, so i definitely recommend that but let's read the rest of your question so um, should i buy the ntech dmx usb pro mark ii um, you know i would probably recommend honestly for onyx go buy their nx2 because it's about the same cost and you get two universes of output instead of just one um, so the n unit's a great unit, but you're only going to get one universe out um, via that. And with Onyx, with the NX2 for about the same price, you're going to get two universes out. So you're a one-man band. Okay, here's what Jeff does. He's a one-man band who uses backing tracks with Ableton to run the show. Where do I suggest a program? Uh, should I make tr- scenes in NPC, then trigger MIDI commands stored in my Ableton live scenes? Um, I would imagine, I believe that I should be able to get MIDI data out of Ableton and into PC with uh, MIDI Yoke. I use it for a lot of applications where I need to get MIDI from one program to another. Or is there something better? I would suggest you're very technically savvy in audio and MIDI, but you know nothing about the lighting. Um, so here's what I re- would recommend. And, and you have a, a follow-up question about MPC, but, uh, or, which is now Onyx. But um, I would recommend looking at NTEX DMXs, honestly. And so this is a program that is literally designed for people like you. It's designed for bands to run their shows from stage. And they have a plugin that loads right into your DAW like Ableton. They have a VST plugin. So you can literally control the program right there into Ableton. You know, you can do it via MIDI out of Ableton, but you could just literally just pull it right in to Ableton and have that control right inside of Ableton without having to do any complex MIDI stuff. Um, and and DMX, this is really good. I see people using it a lot if they just have a few lights and even up to one full universe of DMX. I've seen people use with DMX. Okay. And it's really easy to program. It's really easy to sync with your show. Uh, one of the things I like about it, especially for a one man band kind of situation like you have is the fact that, um, The tempo is always going to be synced to your tempo clock in Ableton so that when you build effects inside of DMXs to go along with your music, if you change the tempo inside of Ableton, it changes it automatically in there. It's a really musical program. It's written by a musician. And so I would recommend checking that out. Um, if, If that's not right for you, if you're controlling way too many lights, like multiple universes of them you know, then we could probably talk about Onyx, but there's going to be a pretty massive learning curve with you for Onyx, which was formerly MPC. Whereas with DMXs, there's a much lower learning curve. I think it'll probably do everything that you're looking for. Um, and the cost is really reasonable too. It's it's about $286. Um, occasionally you can find used ones and that buys you the software and the hardware to output DMX to your lights. Plus, if you don't want to trigger, well, you're using backing tracks in Ableton, but you can trigger with a foot pedal as well. Uh, but it looks like you, you're going to go the Ableton route, just have Ableton run. And uh, that's my biggest recommendation there. Because I love Onyx. It's a big one that I recommend a lot. But ultimately, the best lighting console for any person is the one that meets their needs the best. And, um, and I think, judging from what you're saying here, that DMXS is probably the best one for you. Feel free, if you have more questions, if you have follow-up, um, feel free to join the Learn Stage Lighting Labs. There, I've got tutorials on both of these consoles, and I can answer more specific questions uh, with with you as to what your needs are and how to best solve them. You can learn more and join at com slash labs. Your follow-up question, which uh, now doesn't apply as much to you, but might apply to other people, um, is... Does MPC or now Onyx use a lot of processor bandwidth? I run my whole show on my PC and use Ableton Live and play a lot of uh, VST instruments, so I have to be careful not to tax the processor too much, that it would affect the show quality. Right. So the truth is, Jeff, it really depends on how much output you're doing out of MPC or out of Onyx now, um, as it's called. Ultimately, it doesn't use a ton of processor, but It depends on how often you're triggering cues and how many lights you're using and how much output you're doing overall. And it depends on your computer. I frequently run multiple universe shows like 234 universes on a third generation um, i5 processor, okay? A uh, Intel i5. And it works great. That PC is dedicated to it. Uh, And it's, you know, that's, I mean, that's like 2012, 2013 era computer. You know, you want to have a lot of RAM, and ultimately, you, you got to have something that's powerful enough to run both programs. But it sounds like you DMXS is better for you, honestly, and it's a really lightweight program. So I recommend that as well. Um, definitely check that out. We'll link to a link here in the show notes about how do you program with DMXS. Um, that's just kind of a brief introduction to what DMXS is and the basic programming. So you can check it out before uh, you buy and make sure that it's the right thing for you, awesome guys! Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions today. That was so much fun. I always love answering your questions and getting to just help you guys with at least some basic questions here free on the show. Of course, if you're looking for more in-depth information, uh, definitely check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs at learnstagelighting.com/labs. They are the sponsor of this show and uh, the reason why I'm able to to put out so many free uh, resources and the great paid resources here at Learn Stage Lighting. So definitely be checking that out. Show notes for this episode are going to be found at learnstagelighting.com slash 065. And next week, we're going to have an interview. I do believe we're going to have an interview. Um, I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. I've got a couple things teed up that I think I'm, I'm going to get going. But be on the lookout for an exciting interview next week. Um, or if I If I don't get it quite scheduled, we'll we'll do something else fun. So be sure, of course, you know, if you have more questions, send them in at learnstagelighting.com slash contact. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site, thanks.